Hello and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark and I am joined by my co-hosts Jackie. Hi. And Miles. Hey. Uh, And we are a podcast that is named after, you may have guessed, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the anime from 2012, I think. Uh, But we have uh, done podcast episodes about every animated incarnation of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and you can find those episodes on anchor.fm slash jjbpod. We've done the old OVAs, the quote-unquote current running TV anime, the Rohan OVAs, the live-action movie, technically not animated, and we will do the live-action Rohan OVAs. So if you want to see those, hear us talk about those, you can get to our Anchor page or also follow us on Twitter, at jjbpod. However, since we did all of that and are now just sitting here waiting for the next JoJo drop, we talk about all sorts of different anime. And today, we are going to be talking about Akudama Drive, which was submitted to us by our patron, Nick. Nice. Thank you, Nick. If you would like to submit an anime or movie, anime movie, Mm -hmm. to us, you can go to our Patreon, which is patreon.com, you guessed it, slash JJBpod. We're going to get into Akudama Drive, but... Before that, we have to drive through <laughs> Akudama. I, I did discussion and discourse last time, I think. Akudama. Akudama. I, I think I've just run out. I think that like my pun tank on this, this segment is over. We're going to stop in <laughs> Correspondence Corner. It's the classic. Mm-hmm. Correspondence yeah, Corner. I remember that one. Is where all of the emails that people send to us via Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com uh, end up uh, in a pile uh, and we try to gather them all together into a stack. And we read them. And we read them we without read letting them. too much dust accumulate. So this week, our first email is from Pamela. And the subject line is gosh darn it, I keep getting in life or death fights with my roommate's cat. How's it hanging, JJB pod? Hopefully not by the neck. Bad joke, I know. Uh, random fun fact, number one. Pesci is Araki's favorite from part five. Like seriously? Risotto Nero and Leone Abacchio, the goth kings are in this part and you like the human pickle? Hmm. Okay, dude, no judgment. Random fun fact two. Did you know that the little pilot in Arancha's stand Aerosmith is called Smithson? How cute is that? Aw. It's cute. Now, now that I know he has a name, I couldn't help but give him an entire storyline in my head. Skipping about here. Uh, here is a question for us. Uh, were you guys ever on the Josuke and Rohan ship, or is Shrek and Rohan superior? In general, which ships do you remember liking the most in JoJo? Moving on. Seriously, what would it take to get you guys to watch a long anime series in its entirety? And when I say long, I'm talking about that One Piece shit. 
Like if you had a kid when the series started, that kid would have a kid by the time it's over. What would we, the fans, have to give you to get on that journey? We cover your mortgage, to hmm. your supply of cocaine, Joseph's crop top, plastic surgery, Abakia's lipstick, unlimited gas for life, babysitting your children for life, straight up having and raising children for you, money, Josuke's waistline, new car. Put a price on it, guys. You gotta know. <laughs> uh, thanks for the recommendations, Chad. Please do not talk to other emailers. Yeah. We have expressly forbidden it and still you all violate the rules. My friend has been shoving ReZero down my throat for months. Every time I hear Isekai, I instantly stop listening. I'm sure it will make him happy that I'm giving it a chance. But the High School of the Dead, bro? I couldn't take any part of it seriously. It was just comedy to me. It's the softcore, hardcore porn that throws me off. The time it must have taken to animate all that stuff. Just wow. By the way, uh, I am now interested in this show if it is softcore, hardcore porn. <laughs> all right, Mark. I think for some... In a qu- Mark likes pornography, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, boy. The only honest man in the world. Uh, P.S. Every time I open I, my bedroom... I don't bedroom, like it. What'd you say, Miles? I don't like... I think it's bad. <laughs> have I told you guys that I... A necessary evil. I like to picture someone who watches pornography, but is like, I just don't like all the cursing that they do. <laughs> I wish they would just talk nicer to each other. Uh, Sorry, none of this was in Pamela's email. Uh, It finishes, P.S. Every time I open my bedroom door, my roommate's cat is going to give me the stink eye like we have this ongoing rivalry. I think he wants to fight. I want him to like me, though. Any advice? Miles, do you know James Patterson? I love his books. Sorry, I tried to keep it short. Thanks, Pamela, for writing in. Thank you. I've never read James Patterson. Mm. But you do like Patterson, New Jersey. That's right. Mm. Are the two related? Ooh, I don't think so. I see two T's on this man's name. Yeah. Is he from New Jersey? I don't think so. Uh, mm, no, from... That's New- why you haven't read him. Newburgh, New York. Mm. Oof. Newburgh, no... It eh, doesn't work. <laughs> oh, I've seen, I've seen the movies that have been out of his work. Uh, Along Came a Spider... Well, I haven't seen Kiss the Girls or Alex Cross, but those are big things. Seems like a murder mystery guy. Um, how to get cats to like you. I have zero idea. I think cats just make up their mind and you just have to accept their judgment. Uh, yeah, perhaps. I correct. I, yeah. If they're like other animals, like dogs and such, food is probably yeah. the best bet. No, yeah, cats like dogs. I, I mean, also well, doubt... I mean, cats like food. Cats do not like dogs, Jackie. No, That's a fundamental like rule of the universe. They like food. They are mortal enemies. I'm tired. I'm sorry. Probably don't look like you want to be friends with the cat. Maybe that'll help. Mm. Play hard to get. <laughs> Play hard to get, yeah. Uh, were we ever on the Josuke Rohan ship? Yeah, we were. Yeah, we felt like Josuke and Rohan hate each other because they love each other. That was me. I said that. I agreed. You do? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Nobody go to the tape. <laughs> I was I was very um, enthusiastic about Josuke Rohan. Yeah. Uh, Shrek Rohan is superior just because it is. It's ridiculous. No, it's not uh, superior. I it's ridiculous hot. because you can't mix 2D and 3D. That would be silly. Mm-hmm. Now I'm picturing Rohan in like that 3D DreamWorks 2001, 2003 animation. Uh, and it's it's horrible. It's very bad. Uh, Shrek anime would be good. Uh, what would it take to get us to watch a long anime series in its entirety? I don't think that's going to happen. I, I don't really have any interest in doing that. Seriously, if they covered your mortgage. Uh, oh, I guess that's the question. What would it take? Yeah, if they covered the mortgage, yeah, whatever. 
I'll watch whatever the fuck you want. We'll watch yeah, Sazai-san. Well, what's in it for me if they cover your mortgage, you know? Mm, I guess <laughs> your rent times some number. It's for 30 the, the, years. Okay, so you have to buy Miles a house and cover our mortgage. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, then we should get a new house. <laughs> <laughs> we just got this one, but I don't care. No. This house is old. Um, it's nice. Don't say anything bad about this house. Well, it's our house. I mean... It should have more than 100 amps in the breaker. That's all I'm going to say. Whatever. Fucking 85 years ago, these dorks didn't know about laptops. Yeah, man. <laughs> a bunch man. of idiots. Who built this house? You don't even know that people have copy machines? Yeah, man. You fools. This is now a home improvement podcast. Yes. Miles, it's so fucking funny to me that like, I, I've always like looked at Miles in sort of puzzlement where I'm like, Miles is kind of an old man. Mm-hmm. And just a lot of his his tastes. And then I am just like finally realizing like, oh man, I like all this like home improvement or home tips, like that kind of conversation. And Miles likes it too, but he doesn't own a house. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I don't get it. I don't know. That appeal is still, it's still very strange to me. The appeal is, is you being into it. Like mm. I want to, I don't want to watch like Bob Vila's home. I want to watch your home improvement show. Okay. Oh, Miles is specifically interested in your home improvement. So, Miles, you don't have any interest yeah. on like the the latest gutter technology. No, no. You just want to hear me talk about <laughs> you it. You just want Mark to talk about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think millions of others would. <laughs> millions of other people. And then I would guest star and talk about how I'm trying to uh, refinish our table or whatever. <laughs> Yes, you're trying to... I take on, like, I get obsessive about, like, oh, there's a scratch on this table. I need to now figure out how to make it go away. Yeah, this is the good shit right here. <laughs> this is what, like, tons of podcast listeners just fell asleep. People are going to write in and be like, yo, we just got a taste and we don't want you to talk about anime anymore. <laughs> Listen, I've been disappointed in this bird seed that I've gotten. Maybe it's the changing of the seasons, but not mm. seeing a ton of birdies out there. Are the squirrels getting into it? No, I, I'm very happy I picked the spicy bird food and uh, squirrels are not immune to spice. So they just smell it and they run away. They're like, fuck that. But birds- the squirrels in our neighborhood have been extremely aggressive. One of them uh, attempted to climb into the stroller today, Mary told wow. me. Wow. What? <laughs> yeah, apparently the squirrel population has exploded over the past year. So they just think they own the place. They kind of do technically, but... Yeah, they're pretty they're they pretty aggressive. Jackie and I watched a mini doc on squirrels and apparently They're very smart. Because they, they bury their nuts. They don't they don't hibernate. They just bury them all to stockpile up for the winter. And one in five squirrels just steal other squirrels' nuts. They don't actually find their own and bury them. They just Clever. like they just like keep like they they just like look and see where other people are storing their nuts, where other Squirrels are storing their nuts and they just dig them up later. They watch while they're <laughs> filing their little squirrel claws with a nail file. Yeah. And then they, they strike. <laughs> um, I, I, a part of me wants to know, Pamela, what, what constitutes, we're not doing it, but what constitutes a long, when you say one piece shit, is it like a certain number? Is it like 200, 300 well, episodes? It's, it's just like, like it's long. There's, it has to be like, like spanning decades. <laughs> Well, yeah, but things can span decades and they have big gaps and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess you mean like a weekly anime that's been going for decades? For, yeah. Hmm. It's for years. One Piece years is 931 years. episodes? Yeah. Yeah. But we could Over watch... Tr- si- I don't want to do that. 
We could watch Sazai-san, which, which has over 7,000 episodes. Wow. Like, I could pay off most of a mortgage on my own over 20 years. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> wait a minute. I would watch all of Sailor Moon for this podcast. Nah. <laughs> but I don't think the listeners would be that interested. People, they'd, pay, they'd pay for, like, a car payment or something yeah. for Sailor Moon. Not even. <laughs> um. Yeah, there's just thousands of fucking Sazae-san, uh, which is referenced in episode one of, of uh, JoJo's Diamond is Unbreakable. But anyway. Um, have we, we haven't seen One Piece, right? Or have we? We have not. We, we listened to an intro. Okay. The 14th or 15th or whatever the hell intro. It was about, we fight together. I think it I would believe be interesting. That was I think it would be interesting to watch a show that is bad and long. And just like, and we have to keep watching it because I think like I don't think that's good. But I think by like episode like three hundred, I I would be into it. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, I've seen so much of this, and now it's I'm just invested. Stockholm syndrome. I'm at just that invested point. in these characters. Just your brain breaks, and you're like, it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we would be back in like metatextual analysis brain of just being like, no, 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 but this means this speaking a totally different language about Dodaemon. Uh, Jackie, do you want to read this email from Chad? Okay. <laughs> this email is from Chad. The subject line is in your head, in your head, zombie, zombie. Aloha, JJB pod crew. Zombie. I, Sorry. I, I know Mark understandably expressed his exhaustion at the zombie genre, but I must insist that you all at some point, check out the anime Zombieland Saga. It is not your typical zombie story, I promise. Without spoiling too much, the plot of Zombieland Saga focus, f- follows a group of girls who are tasked with saving the with saving the Japanese prefecture of Saga, a real place, by the way, um, by becoming their official pop idol group. There's a ton of catchy music, including at least one death metal performance, some of the craziest voice acting choices, and it was animated by the extremely talented team at MAPPA. Uh, Yuri on Ice, Doro Hedoro, God of High School, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Inuyashiki. Inuyashiki. Um, it's Buyakasha. What is that? I don't know. I think KRS-One says it. Okay. Uh, it's funny that you all ended up talking about mm, King of the Hill. It's not KRS-One. Miles is shaking his head and I think he's right. Sorry, go ahead. King all of right. the Hill. Miles will correct the reference in the... Uh, anyway. Uh, it's funny that you all ended up talking about King of the Hill on an anime podcast since there's apparently been an ongoing and heated debate around whether or not it's anime. Uh, and Chad links to a a link. Um, <laughs> also, if you haven't heard, there are going to be new episodes of Animaniacs over on Hulu starting on November 22nd. In a recent trailer, they've hinted that there will be at least one episode or sequence inspired by anime. Here's a screenshot. What's a Western animated show that you've been interested in seeing get adapted as an anime, either as a one-off or a series? Keep up the great work and please stay safe. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. I thought I knew of a Cormac McCarthy anime because I, for some weird reason, always get No Country for Old Men confused with There Will Be Blood. So that being said, I'm sharing this throwback video from 12 years ago mashing up Pokemon and There Will Be Blood. Feel free to enjoy on your own or share. 
Thanks, Chad. Well, I have to see what this is like. I think they came out the same year. That's why, right? They're also both very gritty. Also, I just remembered that I forgot to send the newsletter last week. Fuck. Oh, no. Yeah. You should send it to me. The Pokemon are gone. There's nothing you could do about it. If you could just give me back my Charmander. Oh! That that is I remember this. It was it's a sketch uh of there will be Pokemon mm. on YouTube. I thought it was gonna be like an animated thing, but it was two young gentlemen. What's a Western animated show that you'd be interested in seeing get adopted adopted adapted as an anime, either as a one off or a series? I mean King of the Hill anime would be pretty amazing. This is a hard question. Like, like Hiru, what? Hiru Dayo. <laughs> um and I, I would like it, though, if any of these shows was turned into an anime, but like by Japanese animators without like conversation with the original animators, <laughs> they were just like, we're going to do our own thing. That would be amazing. Right. Like what would work in that sensibility? Um, I feel like Ren and Stimpy is probably already a thing taken up by um, like in terms of its humor by some cruder stuff. Um, I think. SpongeBob SquarePants. A SpongeBob anime might mm. might be fun. That would that, work. I'm trying to think like of something serious. <laughs> and I don't know that we have. Do we have any serious Western animation? I know that's probably a question I'm going to say I'm an idiot for in like roughly 30 seconds. <laughs> they definitely have like like Batman anime already exists. Yeah. Yes. What if we did a, a Waking Life the anime? Mm. Or a, what is it? A Scanner Darkly anime. Does that count? It's kind of animated. I don't know. Uh, just take just take a Disney movie and if, animate it. You know, like in the, in the last anime. email, I mentioned Shrek being anime, and if it's you know, if it's three D, does that count? Because then that's even more interesting. Oh, a Toy Story anime. Toy Story, yeah, but mostly Shrek. Okay, fine. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't need fucking toy monogatari. I don't know how you say toy in Japanese. I fucked up. But I know how you say Shrek. And it's Shrek. Uh, oh, another Western animated thing. Yeah, I mean, King of the Hill would be amazing. Have you guys ever seen the Evangelion intro mashup with King of the Hill? Yeah. No. Obviously. Jackie, you really haven't seen it? No. Oh, it's great. I'm pretty sure I sent it to you. Uh, I'm pretty sure I invented it. No, you sent it to me after I saw it. And I was like, way to go, Miles. A little bit slow. On the uh, up uh, uptake there. Uh, there's a lot of them. A lot of what? I think there's more than one King of the Hill Evangelion. Really? Yeah. Evangelion has a surprisingly important, well, important link uh, in, in what we're discussing today that, uh, I don't know, really surprised me, really amused me. I can't wait to find out. Yeah. Uh, also, Simpsons. They've. I think they. They've done stuff. Simpsons has a Japan episode. Yeah, it's kind of racist. Um, Mr. They, Sparkle. They do get. Yep. They do get some stuff right uh, in that episode. Just like Japanese daytime TV, like punishment game um, uh, <laughs> contests and stuff is pretty. And Mr. Sparkle itself is a really funny uh, concept. Miles. Uh, coincidentally, you should read this last email. Okay. <laughs> the subject line is, I have a bone to pick with Miles. I I definitely looked at this instantly when I saw the subject line pop up on my phone. I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this email is from Omar. 
who says, Salam, JJB gang. New time listener here. I've gone back and listened to around the last 40 pods or so. Nice. I haven't touched any of the JoJo content because Mark keeps saying it's bad, so I'll believe it. Mark, why do you do that? I don't remember saying that. Why don't you want people to listen to our podcast? I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) if I said it ironically, but it's it's good. You can listen to it. No, we've definitely... Some of our best stuff is the JoJo stuff. But some of our worst stuff... (laughs) I feel like at the beginning, it's just a really different energy at the beginning. Um... Well, you might be right in general, but I tweeted about this that I went back and listened to episode zero and it's the same show. It's, oh, good. But I talk less, less. You talk less. I talk yeah. too much. Like I definitely did the yeah. thing for the first few episodes where I would like tell people like, oh, here's what I'm thinking about doing with the podcast or whatever. And then Miles was like, stop doing that. No one cares. <laughs> and it was like really rude, but he was also like really right. Like it, it clicked and I was like, okay, yeah, no one gives a shit where this is hosted or like... <laughs> And in general, I've learned, like, don't fucking explain everything you're going to do. Just do it. But then, like, the rest of the episode, the jokes we make with each other and, like, us explaining our histories with anime and JoJo and being like, there's this thing. We've done it, like, 20 times since then. <laughs> like, it, that episode doesn't even need to exist. It doesn't need to serve as an intro to the show. Mm. They should just jump in and we'll probably tell the same stories. Um, I don't know. Listeners, longtime listeners or people who have heard the whole catalog, have we changed a lot? Are we the same us? Hmm. You know? It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. I think I think Miles is less uh evil on, mm. on this podcast. He used to sabotage us more. Mm. <laughs> I think true. that's true. There used to be a lot more interjections. I think fatherhood has mellowed Miles. Also, it's harder for me to interject because I feel like I'm lagging. Well, yeah, certainly with the, the COVID uh, uh, distance. The, uh, yeah. Listeners who are 20 years in the future, there's a virus, <laughs> supposedly, uh, right now, that is causing us all to stay apart. Ugh. Uh, uh, that's coming back in a big way, baby. Can you just let me finish this email? Yes, please. Oh. Anyway, I hope you guys are in good health. Thank you. There's a lot of things I want to say in this email about my dislike of Giorno, my feelings on relationships between step-siblings, my love for Hina Matsuri, <laughs> yes. etc. However, I think it would fit an inconsequential person such as myself to pick an inconsequential topic. On the 23rd of September 2020, Miles tweeted out this... Um, <laughs> I don't know how to talk about this tweet. It's... I tweeted out... You, it's, it's a picture of, of you having sex with yourself. <laughs> I know it's hard to talk about, but I'll just say it. I tweeted out on September 23, two anonymous, anonymized basketball player statistics. Um, this took me a solid 15 minutes. This is back to the email. But ultimately, I got to Anthony Davis as player one and Tim Duncan as player two. That's correct. I don't really know what my actual bone to pick here is. I would like to know why Miles tweeted this out. What was he trying to say? Personally, I prefer Timmy. What are your opinions on these players, Miles? Sincerely, Omar. P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I think of Santa and Satan. One brings dreams and the other one brings despair. They're more or less the same. Wow. I'll try to get through this quickly. Um, I do this kind of thing all the time. I pick two basketball players and I anonymize their statistics and I send them to my friends. Not you guys. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, we don't care because you, 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 you could send us with the names and it would still be anonymous yeah and i try like to make like sideways points like if i know someone 
hates Carmelo Anthony, I will try to send him against a player like so he'll be in a good light and I'll force my friend who hates Carmelo Anthony to admit that he prefers Carmelo Anthony. With this one, I was trying to say, I was just surprised that Anthony Davis matches up to Tim Duncan statistically because at this point in his career, Tim Duncan had won a couple of rings and Anthony Davis has just the one. Mm. Okay, bye. So their stats were similar? Yes. I blame the coaches, you know? It comes from up top. That's true. you don't know anything. I know how to pretend to know things. Uh, Miles, once I realized that you're anonymizing and being like one or two, I knew it was some petty bullshit. I was assuming that you were like, like someone was complaining about a trade and you took like an existing team player and like a new trade and you were like, what do you like better? Guess what, asshole? They're about the same because is, this is not a bad trade or something like that. That is exactly my motivation, Mark. But for, that's pretty much every time I do this. <laughs> I like that you Pepsi challenge friends on their, uh, you know, preferred basketball players. Mark, when you put this uh, episode out on, uh, you need to retweet Miles on Twitter, okay? Retweet retweet this tweet. Don't forget. Should I bleep the names? They're already bleeped in the picture. They're bleeped in the picture. Right, but if they listen to this podcast episode, (laughs) who cares? And then... No. They'll probably look at it first. No. Okay, cool. Um, Thanks for writing about basketball. Everyone just ask me basketball questions from now I on. mean, we talk about enough other bullshit. It's it's only fair that you talk about basketball. Thanks, Omar. You know what this is leading to, by the way? I think there's already probably a few fingers flying on keyboards, which is that we have to watch a basketball anime. Ooh. Is there such a thing? Are you serious? Gotta be. Of course there is. Yeah. It's not. It's something about something about baskets. Fuck. What is it called? I'm going to sound so stupid. Fruits basket. I've watched that's it. not it, right? That's that's not about that, right? No. What the fuck? I, I, that's what episodes. immediately popped in my head, and then I'm like, no, 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 shut up! Oh, slam dunk. Oh, that's a. Dumb but one. there's many. There's Ahiru no Sora, uh, buzzer beater. That's a good name. Kuroko's basketball, dear boys. Uh, that that might have some other genre crossover. Oh, so but, there's a lot. Uh, it would be funny though, considering slam dunk is definitely hugely popular. If we went and like watched buzzer beater something no one's heard of i think that should be the next one you know what actually sorry since we're just on the topic the cinemaholic.com has an i don't know what that is but it has eight best basketball anime you must see really i must see eight <laughs> eight basketball of them? anime All of them. uh here's this a two episode ova called isle slash ckbc Ooh, real catchy i don't know why i've never heard of that <laughs> Uh, they play the big game leaving differences behind cool Um, buzzer beater dear boys also known as hoop days from 2003 and it looks even older Uh, roku boo it looks like a bunch of cute moe anime girls so I'm into it from 2011 roku boo basquatch which I'm guessing has to do with a sasquatch Oh, no, but involves giant mecha robots playing basketball. Interesting. Ahiru no Sora. I mentioned that. That's still going. Came out last year. Um, it's very shonen-y. Kuroko no Basket from 2012. Yep. Uh, oh, and Slam Dunk is a 90s anime. 93 to 96. Ooh. Woof. That might have to get my vote then. You love the 90s. I love a classic 90s anime. 
Is there an anime adaptation of the award-winning 1990s documentary Hoop Dreams? I would watch that. I don't think so. But I mean, maybe one of the ones I, I mentioned is. Maybe it's the one with the cute anime girls. Probably. That could be it. Listen. Uh-huh. If anyone has suggestions, let us know about basketball anime. You may know Hoop. You know? Uh-huh. What? All right. Again, those were emails sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. As you can tell, you can write about anything, and we will talk about anything, including things that you didn't write about. Uh, but a lot of the time, people use it to talk about the show we talked about on the previous episode, the show we're going to announce if I announce it early enough and people have heard of it, uh, or JoJo. JoJo is always on the table uh, as long as we give ourselves enough time to remember who the fuck the names of the characters are because uh we don't remember everything we have a lot of stuff going on okay okay i mentioned earlier but if you go to patreon.com slash jjb pod you can support the show uh you can just give us a dollar a month that is helpful i i'm telling you please stop doubting me i mean it uh for uh three dollars a month that gets you the following uh, which is a list of thank yous. And unfortunately, due to the quarantine, I can't do it anymore. But normally I would fly out to you and give you a big wet kiss right on the lips. Uh, so you'll have to just settle for part of that, um, which I am in the wrong page for. So I must now click on a different link on Patreon. You could switch to HJs. HJs? <laughs> Excuse me? Is that a basketball just... stat? <laughs> Hoop jumps? Is that what it is? High jumps, I assume? Uh, nah, man. <laughs> Listen, I want to just real fast say thank you to the following people. Thank you, Disney, Nick, Austin, Celeste, Chad, Caden, Kevin, Martin, Michael, Tim, and Tyler. You make the show go round. Yay. Something like that. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, we have a $15 tier uh $20 if you're extra nice it doesn't make a difference uh where you just suggest an anime to us and as long as it's not like pornography we'll watch three episodes of it which we did today uh and uh, we do have a patreon feed no matter what amount of money you decide to pledge you'll get access to uh extra show notes which yes we're behind on uh miles's newsletter explaining uh the other pop culture references and historical events that we discuss on the show uh, and any other extra content. I put up a tutorial on how to edit out uh, gross mouth noises. I put that up a few weeks ago. I don't know that I'll ever do it again, but that's there. Anyway, before we get into Akudama Drive, we should take a quick break. Okay, and we're back to talk about Akudama hello. City, which is, hello Miles, uh, which is streaming on Hulu and Funimation. I thought uh, it was Akudama Drive. Did I say Akudama City again? I keep doing that. It's Akudama Drive. Um, yeah. I don't know why I keep wanting to say City, but yes. Uh, and this is, I don't know if this is the most current anime we've ever done, but there's only like four or five episodes out. Like it's, it's coming out right now. Um, our, this is like one of the best looking anime we've done. Like it's the most like, like current looking. Yeah, 
I like, yeah, I really like the animation. It's very, it's very, uh, it's very pretty. I, I like the more, I like the stuff when there's just no narrative, when it's just like the transitions or the intros, things like that, where it's like just the style. Bookie parts. Is that what you mean? Yeah, but but the animated stuff too, like the the animated parts of it that don't necessarily, that are just sort of like uh, inserts, you know, like little montages that don't drive the plot. Um. Yeah. So anyway, let me go into my general notes about Akudama Drive, um, which again is streaming right now. It is brand new. Our our Patreon patron was like, yeah, I usually don't want to send you guys something that hasn't been like completed or is based on a manga that i know is good he's like but let's just try this out um so this is sort of a futuristic cyberpunk uh anime that you know as i said is not uh based on a a manga although a manga is now coming out because this show was supposed to be released in july but covid happened so they pushed it till october last month uh, so technically the manga did come out first, but uh, you've got it backwards. Uh, this is created by Studio Piro, who have done uh, a million shows, including things you may have heard of uh, GTO, Tokyo Ghoul, uh, Naruto, Bleach, Yu Yu Hakusho, really small indie anime. <laughs> um, the writer uh, actually was the series creator for uh, School Live or School Live that we watched last week. Oh. Believe it or not. And the director did a bunch of the Persona anime. And I think the studio uh, and one of these guys in general has a lot to do with Danganronpa, which is a huge franchise that uh, is another one of those shows about kids at school killing each other. Uh, and it's co-produced by a game studio called Tokyo Games. So I don't know what that tells you. I kind of lost the thread there, but. You know, some big names here. So, yes, uh, the creator state influenced on the show to be uh, Quentin Tarantino's works and Blade Runner. Blade Runner certainly aesthetically has come out. It's a futuristic city with flying cars. I see. And all sorts of text and advertisements popping up all over the place. Neon lights. Uh, robots. Robots. I, I have to say, Miles, did you also watch it on uh, Hulu? Yes. I really hated their approach to subtitling this show. Um, oh, yeah. It was a little bit annoying. It was like every piece... It was piece, a little late. It was late. Yeah, it was behind yeah. the dialogue. And they wanted to translate every piece of text that popped up on screen. And like, there's a lot of text. So it was hard to follow the dialogue when that was happening at the same time. And not all relevant. Yeah. It's like, sometimes I don't need to know that it says like sky and shit. Is it also on Crunchy? No, no, no. It's Hulu and Funimation. Oh. should try Funimation uh, at some point. Um, yeah, it's a very stylized, stylish show. Uh, it mixes different forms of animation together. There's definitely a bunch of CGI, 3D stuff happening. Maybe some hand-drawn stuff. I, I think some of it is hand-drawn. Did the and, art feel uh, JoJo-y to you? Um... Mm. Not really. No, not really. I All think right, some see you the, later. Some of the no. <laughs> I think the colors and some of the characters do a little bit. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, say, I was. Say it into the mic. Was I not saying it into the no. mic? No. Um. 
So my, back to the show. Miles, can you describe what the show's premise is? Because I feel like I, I only really get it because I looked it up. Oh, really? I get it. Well, I think Miles, you talk. You talk about it. So someone has contacted these like super criminals who live in this like futuristic Japan and has compelled them like both by strapping bombs around their necks and offering them vast sums of money to do some kind of heist. Yes. And it's about like, and, and the twist on this is that this girl who has no criminal past gets roped into it too. Just like right. an ordinary girl is yeah. also some, like... She's an ordinary girl. Yeah. I think this is also the the plot of like... Well, I don't know. It's it's a lot of... It's a, it's a lot it's of plots. A lot of plots like gather all these criminals who normally wouldn't work together together. I think Suicide yes. Squad is also one. Oh, uh, okay. There you go. If I'm not mistaken. Oceans? It definitely feels like an Ocean's Eleven thing in episode three. Yeah. Just because the heist format of explaining mm-hmm. how everyone's abilities are going to come in handy. Um, I forgot that also Blade Runner's thing is he does like bounties. So yeah, getting uh, much like Cowboy Bebop, getting in your, you know, your notification box like this person's worth 10 bajillion yen. And you're like, what? But the reason why I brought up the premise thing was not like the the drive of the main story, but more like the setting, I guess, was just that this is in the future and, and they keep doing this thing where they talk about the history of Kansai and Kanto regions. But the idea is that it's so far in the future that a war between the two regions already happened uh, and we're past that. So the Kans- it, it sounds like uh, Kanto is like, like they control everything, like they rule. Right. So the, the, it's basically like I couldn't get a vibe just in my cursory research. Kansai is a Western uh, region in Japan. Yeah, right. it has that's where Osaka. Osaka is, Kyoto is. Mm. And so part of it is that the capital used to be there. But now Tokyo is in the Kanto region. Mm-hmm. Tokyo has like double the population of, I think, maybe the entire Kansai region or maybe just those cities. And it is where the modern capital is. Um, and in contemporary Japan, there's like rivalry between the sports teams. The cultures are kind of different the way people talk in Kansai it's a little bit more sing-songy and they use some different words they're more outgoing like they'll clown on each other whereas in Kanto that might be seen as more impolite they stand on different sides of the escalator I Hmm. thought that was really interesting was that in Kanto I believe there was a lot of samurai and obviously the samurai were not on escalators Mm. but you would walk uh, past strangers on the left side so you could get to your sword easily if you needed to. Oh. But in Kansai, I believe, uh, you might there might be merchants. And so you'd walk on the right side because you'd be holding your goods in your right hand mm. so you don't bang into each other. Um, so that's it's one of those things like in Japanese culture, variety shows, they might joke on each other about, you know, how, oh, this guy was from Kansai. He talked like weird and, you know, yeah. made fun of me and he fucking... W- you know, ran into me on the wrong side of the stairs. Uh, but I couldn't see if there was any actual like basis in like real bad blood or is it just like they're culturally different and the capital moved at some point from one region to the other. Cause I, I don't think I could quite come up with an American analog or an American metaphor. Often if you listen to dubbed anime, 
they will take a person who has a Kansai ac- uh, accent and they'll give them a Texas accent mm-hmm. just to kind of show that uh, they're, I guess, technically a little bit more rural, a little mm-hmm. bit or, a, or sort of lumped in that way and folksier. Yeah. But, you know, Texas is sort of its own special thing in the United States. Texas, people from Texas, I think the stereotype is they have like a big personality too. So maybe that matches. Really? I well. feel like that's us in New York. Like New York people are direct and loud. Oh. I feel like down south, they're a little bit more... But Texas in particular... Well, everything's big in Texas. Yes. So, like, you get a large steak. <laughs> I think. Or, I don't know. Or, like, a gun that shoots other guns. You know? I think they have those. Maybe maybe that instead... fires other guns. Maybe that's they, what I mean, yeah. Maybe they should just dub everybody with, like, a Long Island accent or something. Yeah. Or a Jersey, Jersey Shore accent. But Jackie, we don't have accents. What are you talking about? But Jersey Shore. We don't have accents. We're from New Jersey. We're in between the shore and Long Wolfie. Island. So, you know, I was, well, as an aside, I was on a stream with, uh, I was watching someone stream this girl from New Zealand and she was talking about how she's like, I've never met a Jewish person, so I don't get any of those American references to Jewish people. <laughs> I don't know what Italian American references are that people talk about as though like, yeah, you know, like an Italian guy. And it's like, I don't know what that is. Um, it's the things we take for granted, <laughs> you know? So as someone from New Jersey, I got to say world, you're welcome. And we'll be in New Zealand soon. That's not true. Anyway, so yeah, it's like the characters here, they're like super criminals that are also bounties themselves because the, the characters are all known by just what kind of criminal they are. And mm-hmm. then it tells you their sentence. They have like a nickname. Yes. Yeah. So do you think you can go through them, Jackie? Can you tell me all the characters? There's the cur- courier. Yep. Courier? How do you say that? Courier. Courier. There's the courier. Who makes curry. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. There's the hacker. Yep. There's the doctor. Yes. Um, there's the brawler. Yes. Uh, we meet the hoodlum. Yes. And we meet a uh, swindler <laughs> and a cat. But you're missing. Who am I missing? A big one. You're only missing one. The, oh, the courier, the brawler. The Cutthroat. Well, Cutthroat. Yeah. Okay. The murderer. Yeah. Um, cause cutthroat to me is not the best translation. I feel like a cutthroat might just be like a really severe person, but like the name they use here, Satsujin Ki, Satsujin means straight up murderer. Mm. So, but I don't know. Maybe it's like murderer energy, big murderer, murderer. energy. Devilish homicide. What? Hmm. Uh. They should, yeah, maybe they should call them like homicidal. Yeah. I don't like him anyway. Why not? I like him. I just think his character is very tropey. Like he's the most dangerous person out of all of them, but he's like a childish, totally docile personality. You know? Oh, okay. I feel like that's a thing. Like I think they're all kind of crazy. You we're know, all, we're all mad down here. Um, I think I'm combining two different references there. I didn't like it. What is we're all mad here? Is that an Alice in Wonderland thing? We're yes. all mad here. Yeah, that's Alice in Wonderland. Fuck yeah. Okay, and then I combined it's uh, we all float down here. So I'm sorry mm. to uh, anybody. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> I yeah, you. I kind of think of the... Um, have you guys seen the movie Con Air? Uh, yeah, a while ago. No. 
the well the character Steve Buscemi plays he's like this crazy awful murderer and they bring him in in like a muzzle and stuff and then he's just like a guy um, and I, I'm sure there's better examples where someone's like childlike and, and innocent and harmless but uh, that's pretty much what that character is uh, and he loves the color red and he's got a boner for the main girl who is known as uh, yeah swindler or ordinary person is her initial uh, designation um, in the beginning of the show, but yeah, very good, Jackie. You get an A. Yay. Not an S, but it's okay. Mm. Miles, you get like a F because you only got one. That's bad. Okay. Um, the show, it's, so it shows this girl out and about and we're kind of getting an intro to the city. Not the so first, much her. We don't really know much about the her. The first thing she does is save a cat. So we know that she likes to save cats. <laughs> we know that she's read books about screenwriting because she saves the cat. That's for 10 people. Uh, I do not get it. Look it up. Uh, so I really don't know much about her except that she's an office worker apparently and maybe she works at the, the train station, mm-hmm. the Kansai station because the show takes place all in Kansai. I don't think they specify the city and they sort of see Kanto where Tokyo is. They see that region as like sort of mythical and like almost utopian. It seems like they're just the best over there. That's where the gods are. Right. Cause so Kanto bombed Kansai. This is again in a hypothetical future. I am not telling you the real history of Japan. Um, Kanto bombed Kansai, which like ruined it. And then they also helped them rebuild. Perhaps this is a metaphor to the United States' treatment of Japan in world war two and afterwards. Mm. Um, now I like the show more. If that was an, if that was an intentional <laughs> metaphor, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Um, but uh, does it start with her? Like, does it just do a bunch of stylish intro stuff and then she's like going to buy food? Yeah. Or she gets the cat, then she, she buys saves, food? She saves the cat and then, and then, and then she follows the cat and then um, the cat is, hmm, this cat, this cat is suspicious, but uh, is it the same cat? I think so. She saves the same cat? Okay. Well, anyway. It'd be really bad writing if it turned out not to be the same cat. If it was like, she just saves cats and they put a second one in here and I don't know. No, that's very, that's very suspicious that the, like, it's like, it's almost like this cat's like leading her somewhere. But anyway. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but why? Um, so, so yeah, so she follows the cat and the cat and is in this alley, um, where they're selling, there's a lady selling, um, what, how do you say it? Tako, tayoyaki? Takoyaki. Takoyaki. It's because there's also something called taiyaki and that has a, you always want to mix the two up. So do I. I didn't, I don't know. Okay. It's called takoyaki. Taco. It's a popular snack. They're like, uh, meatballs. It's like street food. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's specifically a Kansai kind of thing, but it's octopus balls. Mm. Uh, and they're fried in batter. You know mm. what? Sounds good. Oh, but yeah. they've got takoyaki sauce, which is like Worcestershire sauce and mayonnaise. You don't like sauce. I don't know. I might give it a shot. Yeah, it is a famous dish from Osaka. So it makes total mm. sense that this is prominently in the first episode. Mm. We should go to Osaka when, when the world is uh, accessible to us again. We should go yeah, to sure. Osaka. Yeah, Miles. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. And have a, a pod trip. Um Right. So she just, I was amazed that she just goes up to this uh, takoyaki booth and just says, oh, I'll I'll have one takoyaki, please. Like, doesn't look at the menu, doesn't look around at anything, like just immediately is like, I know, I know what I want. I don't like, and that's it. I Um, think it's like going to a hot dog stand. 
Yeah, but like you, they might have some like special thing. I always look. I always look at them, even if it's a stand. I always and I like I know what the stand is. I always look at the menu in case they have like some cool special thing or they have like a side dish or something. You know, that's true. Or a special. They could have a special. Buy two for you know. Buy two get one free or whatever. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> they might free soda if you buy two. But I think you should order based on or, how many you want. Don't try to like, get value. You should just be like, I want two. Give me two. Don't be like, ooh, but I'll get three. I don't know. Maybe she walks up and it's like, I don't know. If you, maybe out on the menu, instead of takoyaki, there's like takoyaki with like cheese on top or something. I don't know. Sounds good. Miles, why were you frowning? Do you do you like sales? You like no, savings? No, I just feel like I've lost the thread a little bit here. Why? I I'm just no longer following. Jackie just was surprised that she just ordered without looking at the menu. That's really oh, okay. all we're saying. Yeah. What do you What do you think, Miles? Uh, about her ordering without looking at the menu? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think that's a extremely chaotic thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Thanks for backing me up. <laughs> because, like, I, I don't know. Like, I I take a long time to consider the menu. Yeah. Yeah, I think judging on how the the takoyaki cook is later, I don't think she would like that shit. I think she would just be like, it's takoyaki. Do you want it or not? Well, if she would have looked around, she would have known that it was cash only. That is certainly true. So that's the problem is that it was cash only. Yes. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Uh, some some guy is ordering ahead of her. He, he gets his food. Uh, he drops uh, some some coin um, and goes away. She picks up his coin. She picks up what he drops and like tries to give it to him. And he just like, uh, it's bad luck to pick up it's bad luck to drop money or something like that. Dropped money is bad luck. Yeah. And then he just like flies away on his motorcycle because <laughs> he's a cool he guy. He flies away on his motorcycle <laughs> because yes, the car, the vehicle flies. Uh, and then she goes and then, oh, your order is ready. So she runs back and she finds out that it's cash only. And she's like, oh, I don't carry cash. And, and then it becomes a huge problem. And she's a right. But she, she has the coin, which is counts as the cash. Yeah. But she doesn't want to give away his money. Right. She's a good, nice person and not an Akudama. I would just I would just use his money and then pay him back later, like go to an ATM and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be that exact coin that he dropped. Is, I think <laughs> the most depressing thing about this future is that there's still places that are cash only. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, what if the, you know, they really tax the hell out of small businesses? You, you're not, your heart is not in this. Well, you don't I'm, carry that much cash. I look, I am also not a cash person, but I've, I understand it a little bit more, but this lady was kind of rude. So fuck her. I think, I think the situation could have all been avoided. If this girl one looked around and saw that there was a cash only sign Two, just use this guy's money and then went to an ATM to pay him back later. Right. It's all the same money. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but she didn't do that. Or or just like stop saving cats. Like leave them like. <laughs> I think the idea was that she hesitated a little bit. Yeah. You know, like that she might not have not given the money, but she really just hesitated for too long. Mm. Um, no, I think she just didn't want to use that money. This lady, this store owner is bad for calling the cops for this particular offense. Yeah, it's weird to be like, we need to do stuff under the table so it's cash only, but also I have a rotary phone that I will dial 911 or whatever instantly. Listen. It was a weird setup. It's never call the cops. For an economic crime like this, it's outrageous. 
Nah, Colin. Um, or just take the fucking takoyaki back or throw hot boiling oil at her. What about that? Mm-hmm. I think that's the solution. That's the middle Street ground. justice. That's right. Um, so she goes to jail, but then we cut over to... I don't remember. She doesn't go to jail. She, I don't know. She goes to like some city hall, like just a wait or something. She goes to the station. And they call her a swindler. And then we see the courier doing his courier thing. And the courier was the guy who was like, I don't need my money that I dropped. Fuck you. I got to go. And he flew away on his money. And he flew away. Uh, that he's a criminal who uh, just brings money around. Supposedly, that's his only thing. And he does this thing that just really lets you know that this show is about style. You should not stop and think about the practicality because he drives his motorcycle and drops in the middle of a shootout between two gangs. Like bullets are whizzing by and he just drops down in between and they both stop firing and he gives money to one of the guys. Uh, so it's like, oh, okay, this guy's not like smart and thinks about how to do things. It's just like, well, he's cool. So he doesn't get hurt, of course. Uh, and then outside he's checking his phone or whatever. And I think a severed head flies by him. It's pretty censored. Like it's kind of a black blurb. Yes. But yeah, like a head flies by and he's like, what a comeback or something. Um, and then he notices on his phone, it's like, whoa, if I save the person known as Cutthroat, I'll get, look, I don't remember what the number was, 10 million yen? I think it was 100 mil. A bajillion, kajillion dollars? Yeah, I think it was a bajillion, kajillion dollars. I think it was 100 wulongs and 40 double dollars. But the courier gets a different message about saving cut. uh, It's not about saving Cutthroat. It's about delivering. You're right. right? You're right. It's about, it's like delivering a, a... he, it's like the the suitcase is to your left or whatever. Pick that up and deliver it somewhere. And he's like, I got to take this. Yeah. Um, then they kind of show, they, they kind of slowly introduce us to the various personalities, the various Akudamas who are out here, including... The, what does Akudama mean? Uh, I don't know. It might be like Aku from Akuma, like demon, mm. and Dama from uh, balls. Dame. I don't know. Um, demon balls. It's written in katakana, so I it, it, I can't just, like, pop it into a translator. I'd have to, like, know the culture better or figure out how to look it up. I'll get back to you in a month. Um, there's the brawler guy that we see, and he's just a man who uh, is muscled out and is just beating up a police robot. And the police robot is just being like, surrender, come with us. He's kind of just like a... a- dumb jock trope i guess like he's just like a big guy who likes to punch things and kill things he's like yeah cool punch um yeah but he's he's, i guess not very bright yeah yeah well that's part of the trope yeah he's 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 the the dave batista character in guardians of the galaxy i forget his name what is it draxnar or some shit Mm. some shit like that some shit um he's, he's the big punch guy (laughs) <laughs> but he's just beating up these stupid police robots, which it's sort of weird because I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, cool. He's beating up robots. That's fine. No one's hurt anyone else. Like the courier just went somewhere and they were hurting each other, but he was like not part of it. And then we get to the doctor character uh, who's on a train and the guy is having a heart attack. I think I skipped, but whatever. We'll go back to Hacker. A guy's having a heart attack and they're like, who's a doctor? And she's there and she's just like, uh, she's like a pair of breasts that has cool <laughs> glasses and knows how to do surgery. I like that she, because uh, at first I, I saw her and I was like, oh, okay, she's like a healer or something. But no, she like also, like, yes, she can heal, I guess. But um, 
she also can like kill you. Well, that's the thing. Is she heals the guy with a heart attack. She does surgery on him. Well, I don't know. She might have healed him. We don't see him like get up or anything. Um, and then, but while she's like telling people, they're like, whoa, you're a doctor. And she's like, yeah, I, you know, you don't need a hospital. Wherever I am, there's a hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she just does a bunch of like big flourishing movements of working on this guy's heart. But she also kills everyone else in the train car. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, were those bad people? Or is yeah. this show just like, yeah, I'm a murderer. And it kind of is. They're all, they're all little like, you know, they want to murder. Yeah, but she's the only one, I think, besides Cutthroat later, that we just see murder innocent bystanders for no reason. And you're just like... I think Brawler kills people for no reason, too. Uh, he seems he seems down to do it, but we don't see it. That's the He's thing. mostly... Yeah, we only see him really beating up on cops. She's the only... I think you're right, Mark. Yeah, and so I found that really uh, sort of weird. Uh, it's not like, I don't like this show or whatever, but it was, it was interesting. And um, her voice actor is Megumi Ogata. Megumi Ogata. Uh who is the voice of Shinji from Evangelion. Oh. Uh, which I was like, now I have to pay attention because I had been noticing, I'm like, her voice sounds a little bit masculine at times. And mm. she usually does voice young men like Shinji. And so this role, it was noted as a bit of a departure for her. And I, I have to say, I kind of at some point was like, oh, are they going to do some stupid sort of gender joke kind of thing with mm. her? Is it going to like turn out that blah, 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 X, Y, Z. But if it's more just that like this was an opportunity for like this famous huge actor to play a different part, then I think that's really cool. Uh, however, knowing this now, I couldn't maybe, stop paying attention to cro- it. Maybe she cross dresses at some point. Yeah, maybe that's true. Oh, maybe you're saying maybe it comes in handy. Huh? That'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, but not being able to pay attention to it. Now I am just like, do that. My brain is like, no, but you should just do the sexy older woman voice. I don't know who that voice is, but it's in like half the animes out there. <laughs> just the seductive older lady. I think her voice is fine. I like her character. She's... she's The murderer? She, yeah, she has fun. So you like murder? Yes. Oh, oh okay. That was easy. <laughs> um, so she's just like the insane doctor um, who, again, has her enormous breasts out. I think she's wearing a bikini bottom. Not to reference SpongeBob again. Hmm. Um, she's ridiculous. Her, her, she's like wearing like half a cup, like on her body. Like, right. It's like more than half of her boobs are out. Her clothes for her breasts are literally like cups. In yeah. That they things go in them from the top. Yeah. Almost. Listen, just because she dresses that way doesn't mean she can't be a good doctor, Mark. <laughs> I didn't say she can't be a good doctor. We we later learned that part of her extended abilities are that she can heal herself. She can physician heal thyself. Even when she, her head is cut off. Well, her head isn't cut off there in that scene. Because I, I I noticed that too. We do see blood fly out from her neck area, but her head does not come all the way off. Oh, good. Because, you know, we saw earlier, we saw at least two head pop-offs in the show. Uh, so I was like, well, it didn't technically come off. And of course, lo and behold, she was alive and was like, I can sew my own wounds. Um, there's also the hacker uh character who another trope mm-hmm. uh he's a small uh looks, small guy looks like a young boy looks like a boy and he hacks mostly by putting his hands in these green glowy orbs and wiggling his fingers around so if you're like well if he's a hacker does he just sit at a computer keyboard well no his computer keyboard is very cool and he has drones 
that he rides on and can send at things that have sort of almost cute faces, but not really. Um, let me see if there's any notes about voices that I should tell you. He uh, types really fast. He does type really fast, as you should uh, expect from Jackie, a do you type really fast? Me? I, uh, not when I'm... Uh, not when I'm hacking. <laughs> you t- Jackie types fast. I, I do type fast if I need to. Um, oh, other show that this, not show, but other thing this feels like a lot is Killer7 for anybody who's played that game. Um, a very ridiculous, over-the-top, stylized game that's about a bunch of uh, dangerous murderers getting All together. episodes are movie title names. Yep, yep. Mission okay. Impossible, Reservoir Dogs. What's the first one called? Seven. Mm. there you go um seven psychopaths is uh, a movie and it could have been uh this show's title um so okay there's the hacker we later much later on added to the crew not much later an episode or two is the hoodlum who is a guy who was like in a prison that they happened to destroy uh or break open break free when they destroyed like a police station uh, and he is actually like a very low-grade Yakuza member. He only has a prison sentence of four years as opposed to the other people who have hundreds of years on their prison sentences. Uh, but he gets out and tries to be like, oh, yeah, I'm also a crazy, dangerous criminal. Uh, and I had to note that he was in his over-the-top suit and haircut in jail. So they processed him and put him into a cell and were like, fine, keep the clothes. <laughs> It seems like everyone is still in, like, uh, Cutthroat seemed to still be in his clothes, too. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, they were executing him. Maybe they were like, you should look recognizable. Speaking of, that execution seemed like it was in a big stadium. Yeah. Um, I guess it's a big event in this world. Would you guys go to a public execution? No. No. Oh, Would you, Miles? Oh, no, definitely not. What the fuck? Uh, Um, no, No way. Maybe if it was like some, like, I don't know, like someone who committed genocide or something. No, no I don't <laughs> want to see that. I heard once that when they would decapitate people with guillotines, they would sometimes take the head and like kind of show it to the crowd, you know, hold oh it out and show it to the crowd. And there was, I don't remember what, if this was History Channel or what, but they were like, you know, people sometimes reported that the head would be blinking because mm-hmm. you don't necessarily die immediately. You know, your brain's still doing stuff. But then I remember re- hearing someone say something like, oh, and you could see sometimes the face would be blushing because of the embarrassment of them all, of them being yelled at by the crowd. And I was like, in what world <laughs> do you think someone gets beheaded and is not in shock at all? They're just like, how embarrassing. <laughs> Everyone's looking at me. And also that this is like eyewitness testimony from 150 years ago or whatever. And just, I don't, I don't think people get embarrassed when their heads pop- come off moving on (laughs) anyway do you like that i just establish a premise and then go what a stupid thing (laughs) um the so yeah then then the other person who joins is the cutthroat murderer person who was going to be killed for beheading a thousand people uh that's right apparently according to wikipedia here the team found him as the most difficult character to write well i guess you did it i don't know you did something who was the most difficult? The cutthroat murderer. Mm. Loves the color red guy. Mm. Red um, is also my favorite color. 
Good for you. Weird. I don't see any uh, red in the room you're in. I've also murdered a thousand people. <laughs> oh, you guys have so much in common. You should have been a consultant on the writing process. I should have, they should have asked me what it's really like. Yeah, so this this paints a picture of a society that's very, very, uh, uh, what is it, punitive? Like punishing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because it's just like law enforcement is everywhere. Robots control it all. They assume the worst in you. Because like when the ordinary girl is at the police station getting her sentence, like the, the robot teller or whatever is like, uh, so you had money, but you didn't pay for it. That sounds like you're a swindler. Like it's very mm. judgmental. Uh, and yeah, there's public executions like I mean, all over the city. There were advertisements for the execution happening. Potentially, you know, if maybe if she would have stayed there, um, you know, maybe she would have become, you know, gotten arrested and had a sentence and become one of these uh, Akidama or whatever they're called. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. She may. Well, she may. She now may be under that risk, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, for sure, but she might have, that might have happened to her anyway. Well, yeah, like she'd be the low grade Yakuza kind of. Yeah. For something even stupider. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're giving people 40 year sentences and they're part of like organized crime, then maybe they're not always over the uh, top, you know? Yeah. yeah maybe she gets guy, six months. The, the cutthroat guy killed a thousand people and had like a 900 something year sentence. So like that's less than a year per death. Yeah. So yeah, what was his sentence was 967 years or death? Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> I don't really understand what happened there. Um <laughs> it's like he had a sentence but they were killing him, were they not supposed to? Um anyway. anyway. So she's she gets she kind of gets like like swept into this whole thing because all these different murderer people, these psychopaths are criminals, I guess I should just say, um, are given this message of like, you should go to this execution and, and save Cutthroat, except Courier. He's told to go there and deliver something. Uh, and they go and they fight each other for a little bit um, because they're all like, I'm going to get the money. And, and they just also like killing each other. Um, so we get to see all of their various technology and combat on display. And then eventually they do get into the main arena and they are able to save Cutthroat the the guy from being murdered by mm-hmm. I think murdering the people who are part of the execution division, which also seems to be like a big branch of the government, like the execution squad. So it's very important to this this society. Um, and uh, along the way, a the swindler girl, the main girl, she gets like named as a swindler by the uh, by the the teller. You know the the robot yeah. computer teller is like, oh, you must be a swindler. And so when they're like, what's your deal? And they're going to kill her. She's like, oh, because everyone is in like the, the criminal Akudama database, but they all see her and they're like, you're not in the database. You're a regular person. Let's just kill you. But she's like, no, 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 I'm a swindler. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, so you're so good at swindling. You swindled your way out of being in the database. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yes, <laughs> because she wants to live. But now what happens is she's sort of brought in on this she's kind of sucked into this thing. Cause at some point, some big spider bot attacks. I don't know whose big robot that was. Yeah. I think it was a police bot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think so too. A big- it, because they knew that these, um, bad guys were around. So they, the, they sick the police on them. Yeah. Um, so she gets like literally carried by that spider bot as it's shooting at the Akudama. They do eventually save the cutthroat guy after a bunch of, 
fights where also I don't understand miles. Did you see like the spider bot fired a missile and then the courier guy who was trapped at some point, like did the missile bounce back or something? Cause we see a missile hit the spider bot and I don't understand that. Yeah. I don't remember. It was a little bit sus. I don't know why, but it was, um, so not only is it like, so she's part of this like criminal gang. Now this criminal ragtag bunch, um, but at some point, the cat that she has been carrying with her, which is also how she ended up near all of these criminals, was at the police station. She sees the cat again and tries to save it and ends up like in front of them all. The cat starts talking out of nowhere. Uh, and the cat is like, very good. Everybody is assembled. And that's the end uh, of the first episode. Some music plays that I would describe as not my thing. Uh, it starts out sounding kind of like raga, you know, or some kind mm-hmm. of more aggressive Jamaican genre, and then it just turns into uh, bland metal rock-ish. Not a fan. So is the uh, cat Danny Ocean? I think so. Why? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Why? Ocean's Eleven. He's the the the, oh. guy, the guy who sets it all up. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But meaner because Danny Ocean doesn't what we find out in the next episode doesn't make everyone wear an exploding bomb necklace uh, collar, which is also from Battle Royale, where your head will explode if you try to leave the island or whatever. Which one of them is Billy Ocean? Uh, the one who was interested in the Caribbean queen, <laughs> uh, which played on the way uh, back here, by the way, when I was driving home, Caribbean queen played. Nice. Caribbean A song I love for many reasons but i also love that for like the second verse everything he says they have a sound effect for yes when he says electric eyes you can't ignore and you just hear like and then she she was the tiger i wanted to tame or vice versa you hear a tiger roar yeah it's like the producer was like check this out i can find all these samples uh and now it's a piece of pop history miles is that your favorite billy ocean song would you say wow uh don't make me choose do you not know any Billy Ocean songs? <laughs> no. You don't know Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car? That's that's the other one I can think of off the top of my head. But my parents had the album. <laughs> so, like, he's got we a, listened to the album. They're like, he has some good stuff. He's got a handful. Uh, when the going gets tough, the tough gets uh, going. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right, all right. I choose Caribbean Queen. All right. I think that was the right choice. Thank you. Anyway, this anime is about Billy Ocean. <laughs> um, uh, we hear the OP for the first time in Ep 2. Right, which is the the ending from the first ep. Oh. So the the first ep ends. They they do this. I think this is a common thing where when they want a lot of screen time to flesh out like a first episode, they skip the opening and then as the ending they use the opening that will eventually become the real opening, blah blah blah. Oh, you didn't like it? I liked it. I didn't like it. I, I didn't like it either. Oh, you know I, what? I didn't like the song, but I thought the animation of the OP was very cool. Yes. I agree. Miles, it's okay if you like the song. You can say it. Um, um i won't okay yeah the <laughs> the animation is super cool uh that is where the show shines i also love the transition they do at points in the show where the like they kind of like freeze on a character's face or something and then different background elements slide in separately like they're kind of building the frame uh it looks really cool i can't describe it that well but if you saw it you'd be like yeah you're right uh, so the second episode is this cat being like, I'm a robot cat. You all have bombs on your necks. They go through mm-hmm. the thing where the guy's like, well, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take it off. And it's like, don't do that. Cause we see a cop explode. 
and the little kid murderer cutthroat is like, wow, a fountain of red. Uh, and so then it becomes like an Ocean's Eleven heist where... I have questions here. Uh-huh. So this cat is, you know, the sets up the heist and kind of is forcing these people, but also motivating them with money, you know, forcing them with like the bomb thing. Like, I guess you'll die or whatever if you get out of line. Um, and, but anyway, but the cat says like, check your back. The cat is a robot. Did you mention that? Yep. Okay. Uh, the, the cat robot is like, uh, check your back bank account. And I wonder about like the girl, like she, isn't registered as one of these um what what is it Aru, arudama akudama akudama she's not registered as one of them like they must know like this cat whoever is controlling this cat robot must know right because like you can't find them in the registry how, how can you figure out what her bank account is i don't know um i'm just i'm wondering right. and the I'm, rest and of I them are used to being paid bounties and stuff yeah um, you see them holding their little like pdas or yeah phones but we don't say, see like yeah. from her perspective like uh what's happening you know like is she gonna get paid for this is my question i guess like is she gonna get paid <laughs> or is she yeah because gonna- the cat admits she's like you two her and the hoodlum you were not in the plan initially yeah but unfortunately now you are yeah well the cat's like well if you made it this far then you must be like that speaks to your talents or whatever um so this girl is gonna try to survive um but yeah, I just wonder if she's getting paid. Um, and I think the, the I wonder if the cat, like, because she was, fo- she got into this mess by following the cat in the first place. I wonder if it actually was part of the plan for her to join. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I, I put together what you meant by like, oh, it's probably the same cat that pulls her in. But I forgot that she later says, oh, you weren't part of the plan yeah so it would it's funny either way if she was like ah you just kept fucking rescuing me i was trying to get over to the police station so (laughs) yeah or if we find that there's a second twist where she's like actually you're very important Mm -hmm. you're the baddest baddest of them all okay Mm -hmm. uh i looked it up by the way akudama (laughs) the dama part of the word literally does mean ball uh Mm. the the akudama is just a bad guy or a villain Uh, bad guy ball uh anyone who is not on your side yeah well it's I guess you could say that it's like the two kanji separately. It's like saying the bad ball or the bad jewel, the evil ball, almost like bad egg. Don't we say that in English? I don't know why. Yes. But bad egg. Eggs can be bad. They can be rotten. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> but that's not how people mean it. I guess it's like out of the 12 things, you're the bad one. Anyway, uh, so this is the bad guy drive. The bad guy drive. It should be called like the the bad guy run or the bad guy 3000 or something, you know. But well, I don't work in the anime world. Uh, So episode two is what is episode two like them uh, having to go into the train yet? Do they just they describe that task or is there something I'm skipping over? Uh, they're like on a bus for some reason episode two is the one where they fight the um executioners oh yeah right yes so the execution squad the execution division or whatever has two uh agents that go after i guess botched executions or something people that escape uh yeah they're like um tommy lee jones's character 
Yeah. Fuck, you know I can't remember I, his name. He's in both The Fugitive and U.S. Marshals. Yeah. He talks about how you have to set up a 10-mile perimeter and stuff. And the Fugitive goes, is a great movie. He goes, I'm innocent. And Tommy Lee Jones goes, I don't care. Yeah, I love that. But it's true. It's his job. Moving on. Um <laughs> yeah so these two come out and they're cool they do martial arts and stuff which seems like if you know what you're up against with these criminals that busted out this you know to be executed person it's down to the martial arts i mean it makes sense they fight the brawler who's the martial artist but like you should just have bombs and stuff it's very cool though it is cool it's a very cool fight scene and i recognize the voice actor uh, of the more senior agent because it is Akio Otsuka who does the voice of Wham in Jojo and Seth in Street Fighter and a million other uh, baritone bass voiced uh, characters in anime that you know and love. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're cool. I'd like to see more of them. They're wearing masks so it made me think of, uh, you know, like COVID secret agents. <laughs> Yeah. So like these wacky criminals don't wear masks and we have to go out there and apprehend them, but we don't want to get sick. So very responsible, Akudama Drive. Um, but uh, they lose, they escape. Somehow the, the the courier has a remote control bike and brings it in and it fires its wacky laser thing. I don't understand. Levels the building uh, and they somehow all escape. It doesn't matter. Don't worry about logistics. Uh, and the execution team to each other is like, it's okay, we'll get them next time kind of shit. Um, but yeah, it's a cool fight scene. It's a cool fight scene. I don't know. I was starting to get sleepy at this point, though. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know. There was something about it that just didn't grab me. Yeah, I think we were too a little I was ju- out I of was it. just sleepy. I well, was just yeah, a yeah. sleepy person. We had stuff to do this. We had a busy weekend, but... Mm-hmm. Does everyone want to know about uh, how we're feeling? <laughs> but the thing with the thing with a show like this is I just feel like the style over substance approach is just only tenable for so long. You're going to need substance. And I mean, we only watched three episodes granted, but even it's then, true. like when we watched that, um, that music video movie, right. That was, that was just a very, very long music video using a lot of 3d animation. It was like, okay, well this is a, music video music album kind of thing a visual album and so that's kind of like what you expect and the music never stops and it just keeps going an hour might you know or longer might seem like a long time but for something like this where they do have to stop and do these like plot explanations and they have to introduce the characters and their characters you've seen before Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um it can get a little tiresome and i think that when people are like we're inspired by tarantino they often go for style, but they they miss the thing about Tarantino is that he makes very lovable characters and dialogue. Right. And part of the reason why he does that is, you know, another... Jackie's making a face. Jackie hates everything. I hate... Um, I don't... I, I hate everything. No, I don't really like Tarantino that much. That's fine. But to people who it, do like him... It is fine. Part of it is the characters feel like real people, not just because they have talks about minutiae or whatever, um, but, but that helps. And he takes his time to establish his characters and his you know, world of crime or whatever. Um, it's not just style. Yeah. I feel like, you know, we've watched an hour and I still don't know if I give a shit about these people. Yeah. I would like to see. I'm interested in the, 
I'm I'm sus- I'm interested in what this mission actually is because I don't trust this cat, um, and I want to know what they're doing, and I want to know how it relates to Kanto and uh, Kansai and stuff. I, it seems I, interesting. I'm interested to see what Kanto is actually like because you know it's not going to be like that at all. Maybe it's just going to be like, wow, I guess the grass is always greener, and it's like the same exact thing, but they say different things. Um, they use different words. I'm interested to see if the main girl has like a, um, what is his name? Walter from Breaking Bad kind of turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she is behind all of this from the beginning and she's just really swindling <laughs> everyone. That would be fun if they had, yeah. not to give anything away, but like if they had like a, like a coffee mug hit the ground in slow motion, um, reveal towards the end of the movie. Anybody know what I'm talking about? No. no. Okay, good. Good. They also, they referenced the same thing in Borat 2, a movie we saw last week. Um, How was it? Yeah, it's, it's okay. Okay. It's got its moments. It's like the last Borat movie where you're like, this didn't need to be a movie. How sexy was that Giuliani scene though? Ooh, it was, an, I, it was pretty low. I would give it a very low rating, but not a zero. <laughs> <laughs> because it involved living, breathing human beings. <laughs> Um. yeah so then they're escaping the execution squad that's kind of what uh, episode 2 is about and then episode 3 is this whole cockamamie plan to they're going to their mission they're told to attack the Shinkansen which is the bullet train that doesn't it seems like the plan is really to infiltrate it because attack doesn't make any sense to me that sounds like you're going to break it up destroy it mm-hmm. Um. whatever that's semantics uh and yeah, this is very the the very Ocean's Eleven when it's like you'll get the little guy in via a um, you know a cart. He'll go inside the vault and he'll be able to do his special skill in there. Meanwhile, you you will be out here distracting people, uh, ordinary swindler girl. You'll look like one of the delivery people. Meanwhile, the hacker will be hacking on the stuff, um, and of course things go wrong and they have to improvise, but they do a great job ultimately. And they managed to make it into the train, and that's where episode three ends. Uh, there's this part where they have to defeat a barrier to... They have to start an elevator by pressing a button at the same time in two different locations, which is like a classic heist movie thing, you know? Like, this CIA vault requires two keys. I have one, you have the other. Three, two, one, turn your key at the same time. But then it also piles on the trope of important jewel at the end of the hallway has a million traps, and mm-hmm. how do you get there? Um, and so they defeat, not traps, they have shields in this case, and they defeat those shields. They get them done pretty quickly because it's like they have like two minutes to, to to get to where they, like they don't have a lot of time to get to where they need to be. And yeah. like at the time when they're like facing that trap, they have like two minutes left. Well, because um, they spent half the episode explaining the plan. Yeah. So they didn't really need to. I was like, just do the do the plan. Like I'm not mm. going to understand what the hell you're talking about anyway. Um, it's it's very silly one is like the brawler guy figures out and this one makes more sense that like there's an archway and there's a shield in the archway and outside the archway but if he just rips the archway out of the ground they didn't shield where the support beam was so he's able to just move that way it's okay that makes sense the other one is the murderer guy has a lot of knives and if he penetrates the shield a little bit with a knife then he just keeps throwing knives at the floating suspended knife Mm -hmm. in the shield like they're going to push the button at the end with the knife. Yeah. It's, it's sort of silly. Very silly. 
Yeah. Uh, I, re- I really, I think, I really don't like that character. I, Why? I, found, I found any of his moments, like when he's like, I love the color red. And then he goes into the train cockpit and he's like red and he hits the emergency button. Uh, and then it like resorts to the train emergency boosting. Like this is all just like, yeah, what's up with that train? Yeah. It was just like too silly on top of too silly. I was like, this character is like a child. And then the train has an emergency location. Like what? Like people can access. Unbelievable. Well, I think they killed everyone on the train or whatever. Um, that was a funny moment though, where like the brawler guys like, Oh, we should steal this bus. And he just jumps onto the bus and breaks his way in. And then the hacker guy is just sort of like, all right, I'll steal a bus. And he like hacks it and brings it over. And the brawler inside is just like, whoa, I'm driving it. Uh, and I liked that. Um, so yeah, I don't know if they're, they're in, when they get in the train at the end, the the cabin is marked number six. So I don't know if like the rest of the season will just be them going through like five, four, three, two, one, and they'll each be mm. sort of uh, barriers that we'd expect from this kind of thing in movies and TV. Uh, but yeah, that's where we got to. Yeah, it was fine. I thought, yeah, I, it was interesting. It was interesting. It looked good. I liked the voice acting choices. Um, but it's, it's, a, it, it looked really good. Yeah. It's a style over substance affair. And I think Mark, I think you're right. It would, it should just be a music video. <laughs> yeah. It feels like that's, that would be a lot, a much faster way of communicating the, the things that you want to accomplish when you make this show. Um, how I will say though, I don't, you don't get to hear the voice of Shinji Ikari trying to play a sexy titty babe. Uh, if you have a music video, hmm. unless the song has vocals that are, uh, you know, Shinji with boobs singing. Uh, listeners write in if you're a sexy titty babe. <laughs> oh no. Uh, okay. Uh, don't do that. You know what? Do do it. All right. Um, yeah. This was interesting, and it's cool to watch something that's still in progress because uh, that also means that I was going to say people can't write in and be like, well, you got to watch to episode eight or whatever. But now what we will see is like in a few weeks, people might be like, you got to watch to episode eight or people might be like, yeah, it never really gets it never mm. really gets anywhere. Should we like try to predict the show? I think. I, yeah, well, let's do it. Okay. You go, Miles. I think that the girl is secretly the bad guy. Hmm. In a reveal, she's like, I'm the bad guy. Oh, and I think the person behind the robot cat is an actual cat. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'd like it if it were a dog. Oh, what a Main twist. motivation being to slander cats. I think the person who's behind the cat has a history with the courier character. Like They had some chemistry. So I mm. think that either they're, they, they know each other or uh, the cat falls in love with him um wow this is getting really specific i think the girl the the swindler um i think it's going to be like breaking bad situation where she just becomes more and more uh fit fit to be an akudama yeah um what else i think that courier character is like the most boring one by far (laughs) his trope is that he's the silent cool he's just a cool guy silent cool protagonist he's like i don't want to talk to anyone but i'm not even awake he has a (laughs) he has a habit of calling people shitheads he calls people Mm. shit all the time cool and i was like that's kind of good 
one funny thing I noticed was the hotel name. I forget what 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 the words are in it, but uh, there's a bunch of the people in the hotel are killed, and the sign is broken, and the let it like all the letters go out except for four letters, and I I clocked it as being gore. So it's just like all this blood, and then the hotel sign like blinks out, and it just says gore. I thought it was kind of cute. Gore two thousand. Um, what's up? I said Gore two thousand. Gore two thousand. Yep. We are living through history once again. Maybe. Hmm. Uh. Again. So yeah. Just to to go through other JoJo voice connections. Well, Shinji is not in JoJo. Uh. But the hoodlum character. That is just the the dingus from the Yakuza, but the four-year sentence is Pesci, who, as we learned in our email section, is Araki's favorite from part five, the big mamoni uh, <laughs> eggplant-looking dude. Utes. Um, the, what'd you say? I said Utes. Utes? What's that? Oh, are you doing my cousin Vinny? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't remember who it was I was talking to. But they were saying that like whenever they're talking to someone else who is in the movie industry, I think that they just like to go identical if they're talking about two similar things, <laughs> which if you've seen My Cousin Vinny, perhaps you have not. Okay. Where's so the My Cousin it. Vinny anime? That's what we should have. T- yeah, <laughs> we should have gone with that. Well, that's not, it's not, is that, that's not animated, right? <laughs> well, Joe well, Pesci is very animated. Yeah. Did okay. you see that performance? Boku no cousin Oscar Vinny. winner Marissa Tomei get out of here won an Oscar for it people uh, are, are so shocked that uh, a comedy had her win that they think that the guy read the wrong name get out as of Marissa here. Tomei and that the Academy just had to roll with it uh, she deserves it Marissa Tomei national treasure let's just say it Hell yeah. true okay. um, the murderer guy who loves red and is a character who aesthetically I like I think he looks cool but I, I don't like him uh, is the voice actor for Rohan from Jojo. Uh, the gray hair executioner guy I already mentioned is Wham or Wamu. And the shark character, because they have these little interstitials where it's like a kid's show with paper puppets. Oh! One of them is a shark who is mayor or senator, I forget, Wilson Phillips from oh. Stardust Crusaders, who gets very fucked up by Dio Brando. Nice in egypt nice um yeah listen that was jojo's bizarre podcast talking about akudama drive if you (laughs) want to tell us what big pieces of shit we are you can write to jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com or hop in our mentions at jjb pod on twitter and again you can give us money if you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod. Tell us who you think should have won Best Supporting Actress that year. Mm, what was the year? Was uh, it 1990? 92. Fuck. Ooh, was one of the casino ladies up for it? No. I'll tell if you Lorraine Bracco candidates. didn't win over Marissa Tomei, I will shit my ass. Although, well, I think the 92 is for the 91 movies, right? Yeah, I'm talking. This is the '93 for the '92 movies. Then that wait, that should have been. I'm thinking Goodfellas. Sorry, not fuck Casino. Goodfellas is '92. That should have been Lorraine Bracco. Is she not it's nominated? Not nominated. I I think you might have your years wrong, Mark. Goodfellas I'm not getting is, off the call. Okay, I, I'll tell you the other nominees. Do you want to hear them? Yes. Judy Davis. Wait, can I? 
The nominees for Best Supporting Actress are <laughs> Marissa Tomei, My Cousin Vinny. Woo! Judy Davis, Husbands and Wives. What the fuck is that? Joan Plowright. Come on, that's not a real name. Get out of here. Enchanted April. Vanessa Ooh. Redgrave, Howard's End. Okay. And Miranda Richardson, Damage. And the Oscar goes to Marissa Tomei, My Cousin Vinny. I don't know what I don't know what the music is like for that. <laughs> Wait, so when was Goodfellas? I don't know. Am is I this podcast over now? Goodfellas is 1990. I'm so stupid. I've always okay. said that. What? Then what's 92? Is Casino 92? I don't know. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. If you want to tell us, uh, you know, if, if you like Casino better than Goodfellas, get the fuck out. But you could also send us an email if you, if you think you can justify that opinion. Uh, have a good week. Bye. 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 I'm